chapel of Saint-Germain, before the royal confessor, in the presence of King Louis, Queen Maria Theresa, and the full court, Joel, now Chevalier de Locke Maria, and his aurora are married. crowded streets amid the cheering, they drive in the royal carriage back to Boilorier House, where the Duke of Almada has placed the first floor at their disposal. Here, for the first time, they stand in silence, hand in hand, a little dazed by the swiftness of events, but eminently happy. Joel, my dear, I had thought never to see you again. I knew not what had happened to you. And now... Oh, it is like a dream. I can scarce believe it even now. I have been driven blindfold through so many adventures these last days. My brain is muddled. I'm confused. But one fact I know. You are mine now, Aurora. And I am yours. And nothing shall part us ever again. Yes, you are. And we are alone. I thought in all that crowd with all those important people... But I should never be alone with you again. Never be able to talk quietly to you. Just you and I. But here we are. Quietly in our own apartment. Undisturbed. Alone. You will pardon me, madam, if I disagree with you. But it seems you do not speak the truth. Indeed, you are not alone, my friend, for I am here. Who is this cock sparrow? Cock sparrow, indeed. Chevalier, I would have you know, I am Lord Montoulier, the steward of the Queen's household. The Lord... What is it you want for that? I have come to instruct you in your duties, madame. My duties? As what, my lord? As a member of the Queen's household. What else should I refer? My good sir, this dear lady and I have but now been married, and you will understand, I am married? sure. Married? Oh. My dear sir, marriages happen every day. They're not in the least important, I assure you. Very few people take any notice of them. But the welfare of the Queen, that is a different matter. And one I have no interest in at the moment, my lord. Please insert upon my words. Don't anger him, Joel. Anger him? I'd like to see the little fellow up. Besides, he is in the way. Oh, hush. My Lord Stewart, what instructions have you brought me? Your service is from the Queen, Madame, to me tomorrow. And it is urgent you should be at the early, early at the palace in case you are needed. Tomorrow? Early? Oh, my Lord Montoya. Is there not Madame, someone else? you are one of the Queen's ladies. Your first duty at all times, at all times, Madame... It's to Her Majesty. Very well, my lord. I shall be there. Early. Furthermore, it is understood that from tomorrow you will be unable to leave the palace without written authority. What? Forbidden to leave the royal residence? Upon my sword, this is too much. I must stay there all the time. But certainly. The Queen may be seriously attacked and require help at any moment. 
It is your duty to remain near. It seems to me, my friend, Her Majesty would do better to keep a doctor and nurse on hand at regular wages. How long, my lord, is this service to last? Three months from now. Listen, my little friend. If Madame must begin duties early tomorrow, you will understand that she and I have a lot of private matters to discuss. So you will overlook my apparent rudeness in suggesting that your august presence is more in request at some other place. Farewell, my lord. Well, Tibetan, if I did not know for love clawing your tongue, indeed I would take umbrage at the tone. And towards the steward of Her Majesty's household. Tomorrow, early, madame. You should not have antagonized him. He did but do his duty. Melancholy as it was for us. Has not a man so newly married a right to talk alone with his bride? <laughs> Most definitely. My happiness is so great. I need a moment or two to grow used to it. Since I was a child at my mother's knee when I was happy without knowing it, I do not recall in all my life one moment like this. Yes, Joel. You are fair as an angel, Aurora. And you, dear Joel, are like the archangel with a flaming sword. Twice you have guarded me from danger with your arm. Oh, it is so good. To think that I'm in your protection now, forever. Why speak of it, my darling? There is no need for protection now. Here we have not to dread the storm of treachery. Our spirits may rest. We are safe. Safe. To enjoy life without fear. Just you and I, Joel. If this is that little cock sparrow back again, enter. By my sword, I'll... Let you, my children. Oh, it is you. Were you expecting someone else, my friend? Uh, this appears to be a passageway for so many people, my lord. I know not whom to expect next. Joel, Joel. And it is my lord Duke to whom we owe all our happiness. Surely it is but courtesy to spare a moment mm -hmm. for him. Nay, nay, do not scold my child. It is natural he should want you to himself. I am glad you understand that, my lord. I came but to wish you joy to offer you the hospitality of my house as long as you need it. To say bless you, my children, and then to depart. Goodbye, then, my lord. We are truly grateful for all your kindnesses, my lord. We, we have no words to express our gratitude. I need no thanks, my children. It is reward enough to see your joy. Farewell for now. You shall not be disturbed again. I am delighted to hear it. But alas, it seems you are wrong. Who can that be? Someone for you, my lord. I am expecting nobody. From the king's service, open in the king's name. It must be for you, my lord. A message from the king, perhaps. At least we shall soon see. Who comes? A message from the king. Enter then. Lieutenant Nepertius of the Royal Musketeers at your service, my lord. I bring a message for the Chevalier de Locmaria. For me? What is it? On behalf of the king. Read it, Chevalier. An appointment? The king has appointed me as an ensign in the new artillery company forming a Douai. Oh, what a wedding present. Think of it, Aurora. I am an officer. Oh, how kind of his majesty. Indeed, he is thoughtful. I have another proclamation, Chevalier. Read it, then. On behalf of the king... What is it? Other orders has he? The patient child, he will read them. On receiving this order, the Chevalier de Locmaria will mount horse and ride at full speed 
to report himself at Paris to the Minister of War, who will hand him dispatches for Marshal Pickett, now in camp before Fiber. What's he say? Under no pretext whatsoever is there to be delay in the execution of this order. Our Lieutenant of the Musketeers, Monsieur de Morpetia, is charged to see that the Chevalier de Locmaria is dispatched upon his journey. Signed, Louis the Fourteenth, King of France. Oh, heaven protect me. This is impossible. What is impossible? That which His Majesty requests. His Majesty does not request, Chevalier. He commands. But His Majesty cannot think. He, he must have forgotten. Why, devil take me, I, I cannot leave a rod. I appreciate your feelings, sir, but you are a soldier and must obey orders. Take me to the king. I must speak to him, explain to him. Oh, he will listen to my prayers and grant some slight delay, I know. The king has retired for the night, and nobody is allowed to see him until his hour of rising. At that time, you should be on the road to Freiburg. Would you have me take up the march in this dress? My dear Chevalier, in your dressing room is a complete outfit for a Chevalier. Besides, there is your sword, which has been returned to you by the constable. I have no horse. Have I to walk to Freiburg? My stables are full, Chevalier. Alas, there is no help for it, then. Your sorrow, you see me afflicted, too. You must pardon an old man who is the cause of this. You? Not suspecting that it would be so soon brought to the test, it was I who had the unlucky idea of bursting to the king of the ardent zeal with which you desired to serve him. I must have been too eloquent. I was wrong to repeat those words you uttered to me this morning. Those words? What words? My lord, has the Chevalier then made an engagement? If he did but this morning, promise to sacrifice everything to his king and country. It is true. I did vow these things. Oh, my lord, what am I to do? Give me some advice, I pray you. Oh, my dear boy, a man of heart and wits like yourself should at such times take counsel of himself. I cannot help you. I know not what to do. I act upon orders, Chevalier, and I have no time to wait. What am I to report to His Majesty? I... You will announce to him, Monsieur de Maupertuis, that his orders shall be obeyed. Ah, well-spoken child. You want me, then, to leave you? Do you believe, my husband, Joel, that I love you so little and take so little pride in you that I would try to detain you? Honor orders us. We must obey. I do not doubt your love for me. Do not ever doubt it, Joel. This new parting will cost me many a pain. And heaven alone knows how sad and lonely I shall feel in your absence. But you offered your services to the king, and it is not right that you should draw back when he requires you. You have such wisdom as well as beauty. What should I do without your counsel? Go then, and get ready. Without weakness or hesitation. What you have promised, that you must fulfill. What honor demands, that you must give. The thought that we are both doing our duty, however difficult, should be some consolation to us. God bless you, my child. I, I do not know how I shall let you go. But there is no other course open to us.
Son of Porthos, adapted for radio by Margaret Dunn, from the novel by Alexander Dumas, a George Edwards production. Mm-hmm.